Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you were talking to me this time last year, uh, I'd be a little bleary-eyed. I would be about to start my second round of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. My hair would just about be falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, now I got this little dew that's, that's coming back. I in. like it. Yeah, actually. I, too. It's so I like it. Curly. I like it. I hear it's chic. That's what yes, I think. Yeah, or whatever. Oh, it's Trey Chic. Uh, yeah, Trey Chic. <laughs> nice job you've done with him. <laughs> I'm Dr. Oz, and this is the Dr. Oz Podcast. One of my favorite people is in the studio today. I've been a huge fan of hers for a long time. I even get to go on the Good Morning America show with her <laughs> once in a while. Uh, you all know her. It's Robin Roberts. Thanks for joining us. This is odd. I'm supposed to be asking you questions. I know. It usually no, is. No, no. What's, what's going on here? <laughs> well, they said if I had a full, a full hour, so I don't have to do what you do in four and a half minutes, uh, I, might be able to, I might be able to handle it. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Robin behind the scenes. Uh, she's uh, well known to you for her ability to report the news spectacularly and bring emotion to topics that are uh, sometimes confusing and sometimes scary to folks, but she grew up in Mississippi. She had a stellar career in that state as a college basketball player, uh, took her to ESPN where she hosted a, a bunch of shows, and then finally to Good Morning America where uh, we've all got to know her in our living rooms every single morning. And she's done some wonderful things in her life, including putting down some of uh, the things that she's passionate about in a book called From the Heart, Seven Rules to Live By. And it's a book that uh, a lot of us had a chance to look at, uh, and it had uh, a power to it just because it was Robin talking about things that she had done in her life. But she ran into medical hardships, which compelled her to add an eighth rule to live by. <laughs> and so I am honored to have her on the show today talk about all seven rules plus the, the eighth rule, like the, like the, the dwarves, right? <laughs> exactly. Snow White. <laughs> I know, just added one. Uh, let's go back a second before uh, the, the events of the past year. When you, when you first had the idea to write a book, which for those of you out there who haven't written a book, it's like having, I don't know, some like combination between having a baby. Yeah, that's, right. that's well put. It's, 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 you should know, right. Exactly. only takes longer. 
It takes there long. There you go, Lisa. There you go. Yeah, you're not going to let us get off the hook and saying that's, that was like having a baby. You've had one. So well, no, I'm also writing a book, and it's uh, taking much longer than uh, being pregnant. <laughs> well, I have to say, I, I didn't, and, and it's one of the first things I say in my book, is that I never thought I'd write one. Yeah. It wasn't my intent. I enjoy commencement addresses. And oftentimes, after I give a speech, uh, either a student or a parent will come up and go, oh, did, could you, I really would like, it really helped me a great deal. Can I have a copy of her speech? Mm-hmm. And the problem is, I don't write down my speeches. I speak from the heart. Right. And so you get the whole I extemporaneously. Just, I do. I just and it's not like insert college here. Right. You know, you know some of those speeches. Is, no, I really um, depending on I just what what's going on that day. What, what I've what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. I really feel that people don't. We're so programmed right. that we don't take in the moment and just share. Right. And so. Um, People kept saying, oh, I wish you would write a book, and that's what I did. I kind of put down the basics, the things. It's not, believe me, it's not my life story. I always mm. get chuckled by people who, you know, you know, write their memoir you know, right. in their 20s, 30s, 40s, that's or whatever. That's cathartic, too, by the yeah, way. But. It can be. <laughs> um, but it was just showing examples of things that, that, that have helped me along the way that I really feel people can apply to whatever, whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. It can help them as well. You called it from the heart, uh, because that is actually, many would argue, where the seat of the soul is. It's where some of the important decisions we make uh, instinctively. At at what point in your life did you begin to realize that that's where your power is going to come from? I think uh, I was very fortunate to learn that kind of early. My my father uh, was a Tuskegee Airman. And so the first black flying air corps in the military. So he grew up not far from where we're, we're doing the show right now in uh, New Jersey. How did he end up? You know, I've been to Tuskegee. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just down in Alabama. And he grew up in New Jersey. I know. And I'm very excited because Tuskegee is about to open its first uh, memorial, a true uh, landmark for the, for the, for the airmen, which is really huge that they're going to do that. Um, So he grew up across the way in Jersey and he would go down in his basement and take a broken broom stick handle and would imagine that it was his throttle and he was flying. You're kidding me. And this was a time when, you know, blacks didn't have a lot of rights in this country. And so he had the nerve, people thought, to like, you're, like, you're going to fly one day? And he was like, yeah, I am. Because it was come, he knew in his heart he was going to fly a plane one day. And then he ends up being a Tuskegee Airman, of, a full colonel in the Air Force. So can you imagine as a kid, you know, you had that example. My mother was the first in her family to go to college. And then she was on the State Board of Education and on the Federal Reserve and doing all these things. And as my parents always said, and I, and I always felt that, I, I wasn't the, the prettiest or the, they didn't tell me this. Now, of course, yeah. You are the prettiest, I, but, but, but not the smartest in <laughs> all this. You are and the that. smartest. <laughs> and, and it was just because I had the desire and my parents taught me that early on, that if you really want something mm-hmm. um, and, and you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and I think partly the reason why we're having the problems with this so-called bailout or rescue plan or whatnot is that people don't mind other people getting rich it's if you don't do it and give something of value. You know, the Rockefellers and people in the right. past, at least they gave us something. We got a railroad out of it. We got something of substance, something yeah. of value. And, and a that's a great point. And, it, and I think people really just want something tangible of value. It's okay if you're, if you're getting along, but what am I getting out of it as well? And so that's how I've always approached things. You know, I was speaking to Robin Roberts, author of From the Heart, Eight Rules to Live By, just came out. 
the, it, you mentioned this issue of value. In the healthcare system, the big problem we face is not that we're spending 15% or even more of our gross national product on healthcare. It's that people don't think they're getting their money's worth. Exactly. And when you give people what has value, then, then, then it's luxury. It's beautiful. It's blissful. It's something that folks don't have any problems with. Um, and I, I think what you describe in the book in a lot of ways are things that bring value to your life, but also remind you continually to give value back. For example... Um, you, you talked about the great things your father and mother did, but right. uh, I don't know how many great female athletes were around. I mean, you started to craft your path through, you know, through the, uh, the, the basketball courts of Mississippi. Uh-huh. Um, but the first chapter, I think, is about positioning yourself yes. for the shot, right? Which but, brings value to the team and you, because you you get ready to put the shot in, but well, you, I you score. Have written that. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's always time <gasps> to, to say it was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, talking about tell me about the role of sports in your life. Crucial. Uh, I'm sitting here because of it. I'm a proud product of Title IX mm-hmm. because I was exposed to playing sports, encouraged to playing sports, learned the intangibles that men for generations have used to go on to be successful in other areas of their life, mm-hmm. not just in, in athletics. And the one word I heard over and over again, whether it was basketball, tennis, or bowling, or whatnot, the coach would always say, would always say to me, position. You got to yeah. be, you know, proximity is power. You can hope, wish, and pray all you want, but if you're not putting yourself in position to get the rebound mm. or position to make the shot, it's not going to happen. That's right. And I, I was able to kind of make the correlation to, oh, that's right. Well, okay, if I want to do this in life, I can hope and pray, and that's great. I'm a very spiritual person, mm-hmm. but if I actually don't put myself in position for it to come my way, I'm making things a lot harder than than need be. And I learned that through athletics. I learned teamwork, all those intangibles. That And, and oh, by the way, had a lot of fun and learned also how to be healthy, mm-hmm. which has helped me a great deal. And that's why it's been so difficult this past year in dealing with my health crisis. It was the first time. I'm an athlete. Right. I've done all the right things. You <laughs> yep. know, I, I've done what I'm supposed to do. And I just learned that it doesn't. It, it really doesn't matter. But I also learned it's very important to have those principles, those rules that we live by, per se. Yeah. So when we have that crisis, we whip out those rules that have gotten through, uh, gotten us through different uh, crises in our life. You know, actually, let's go from rule one to the eighth one because you brought it up. And um, you, you know, you say it doesn't matter. Uh, and in fairness, I, I think the reality is you you, you had a, the lowest chance you probably could have had of developing cancer. Um, because you're taking such great care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But it still happens sometimes. Absolutely. Stuff happens. Uh, but your ability to cope with all the chronic illnesses we know of is not so much driven by the therapy we give you, although that's important as well, but it's primarily driven by the things you bring to the table and the things you do afterwards to change and adjust lifestyles to, to maximize chance of success. So if you could walk me through sort of your survival, how you did uh, it. Well put, well put. Um, if you were talking to me this time last year, uh, I'd be a little bleary-eyed. I would mm-hmm. be about to start my second round of chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. My hair would just about be falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, now I got this little dew that's, that's coming back. I like it, actually. It's curly. It's so I like it's it. Curly. I like it. I hear it's chic. That's what <laughs> yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, it's Trey chic. Uh, yeah, Trey chic. <laughs> nice job you've done with him, Lisa. So um, what a difference a year can make. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I... Uh, no history of it in my family, mm-hmm. had always been very active, had had my screenings, had been lax, had lax in doing it in the last couple of years, I will mm-hmm. admit that, mm-hmm. and um, was totally shocked. This was not was not prepared for Any it. family history? None, mm-hmm. none. But then I found out 80% of people who are diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer in particular, mm-hmm. no, no family history to it, mm-hmm. uh, with it. So um, was not suspecting, and 46 at the time, and... Um, 
I was down for the count, so to speak. I felt like a, the, the boxer that was on the ropes and you know yeah. I got the standing eight count <laughs> and uh, didn't crawling up. No, just crawling up. But I just knew that um, I was very thankful to have quality health care and all that. I was embarrassed because I thought I would not get would not would never be that ill because of my athletic background. Because of I'm looking at eyeing that turkey sandwich you have right. over there and the nice greens and some right. and all those things. Um, this is yeah. just plastic. It's just bait. Oh, it smells good. <laughs> also, being from the South, if we could fry water, we'd fry water. So I can't, I'm not going to no, try myself nothing. You know, like, I was a perfect person here. I mean, I had my Popeye's fried chicken. I, you know, I, I was human. The gravy's the beverage down there. Oh, that, <laughs> I like that. I it's like true. It's true. It's very true. And I was told early on when I was diagnosed that being athletic and doing all the right things did not prevent me from getting cancer. But boy, was it really going to help me in fighting it. Mm-hmm. And I really found that out. I really found uh, a strength, um, a desire that I didn't know was quite there. And the the title of the the last rule is make your mess your message because we all have something. And my mom always says that we all have something. And you have to find out why it is that you're going through that. What is the what's the message there? Mine was to encourage people, and I've been so encouraged this last year. Mm-hmm. So many people have told me that they too have gotten their screenings. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. It's not so good. But early detection is key. You know that. It's, it, 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 and the only reason that I'm still here is that I found it as early as I did. I still have a, a road ahead of me. I completed my treatment in April, so this you know it's a little uncertain, but I am very confident that because I have put myself in position for good things to happen to me. My number one rule, I put myself in position by, you know, I went and got checked. When I found the lump, I didn't wait. Even though I had an appointment that was six months down the road, I right. didn't wait. Yeah. I, I immediately changed it. Even though my doctor, can you get this? The doctor that I called to, to say, hey, I found the lump. Can I come in early? And the doctor was like, no. And I'm like, don't you know who I think I am? <laughs> no. I was a, a new doctor I had no relationship with. I said, thank you very much. I'll find a doctor that can. And I found a doctor that would, would come, would let me see them right away through a colleague. Yeah. I mean, those, I mean, numerous huge points just to emphasize them. You know, get, getting a second opinion, even though you didn't, never got a first one, you effectively got additional opinions. Sure. Which, and we just did a show that I got a lot of feedback on about a woman who had a 140-pound tumor in her body. Can you imagine that? 140 pounds? pounds? Tumor. And uh, you know, she had gotten a doctor's opinion. And by the way, you know, th- this is not gross malpractice. Doctors make mistakes like everybody else. Sure. The physician hears yet another woman call about a lump in her breast. You know, it's probably nothing. It's probably mm-hmm. a cyst. I mean, the odds are that it's not going to be cancer. And so, you know, what's the big deal? Six months. It's wrong. The fact of the matter is a woman wants to be seen because she thinks she's got a breast mass. She ought to be seen. But we make those mistakes. Uh, and so the, the, the smart thing to do is to keep pushing because you are the world expert in your body. You did that. Absolutely. And then and the second thing, of course, is you examine yourself in the first place. Now, had you always done breast exams? I had. And that's why I can't quite understand this new uh, study or whatever that came out saying that the, the self-exam... That's uh, a waste of time. Well, I, I, There's, I mean, how come on? I'll tell you why. I, I, I'm, this is a beautiful example, and then we'll go to break real quick because I want to. I've got so much to ask you about, Robin. Uh, but the the reason that we run into trouble with 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 breast self exams is people don't know how to do it right. So if you examine yourself in the last week of your cycle, you're going to have more cysts. True. So you're going to discover things that aren't that valuable for you. If you have a big uh, breast that's pretty fibrous. Uh, a young woman, for example, often will have breasts like that. It's very difficult to feel a mass, so you get a false sense of security. 
if it feels normal, that you don't go on, you know, get, you know, examined by someone with you lying on your back and with muscles relaxed, all these other things. So there are multiple moving parts, but there's no question about it. If you know when to examine your breasts the first week, examine yourself day seven of your cycle. So seven days after your menstrual cycle starts, uh, get a baseline on your body so you know where you stand. That's right. key. key. That's key. Absolutely. Because you can tell better than anybody else. And that's why I, I always get concerned when there's one study out of 50 that says something's bad, everyone sort of jumps on that and it just confuses the public it, because not, you know, these aren't cookie cutter exams. We have a lot more to talk about, but first let's take a quick break. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Now, of all the sports, I could imagine Robert Roberts oh, play. Bowling wasn't on the list. Softball, I could see. Golf, I could. That's perfect. But right, right. bowling, just didn't bowling, see it. No? no? You don't bowl? You I, and Lisa I'm, don't bowl? No, actually, I when I was a kid, I bowled all the time. I, I played football and I bowled. And I loved bowling. Oh, he never told me this. He, we would go bowling as a family. He'd crush us. Uh-huh. He'd just pretend he picked up the ball for no. the first time. Oh, I hadn't played no in two wonder. decades. Oh, no. now it comes mm-hmm. out. I bowled, my, I bowled a 237 one day. Excellent. Yeah, there was, Excellent. Well, a few games above 200. Yeah, he was playing me and my kids. No, no, right. was, with the little rails up. <laughs> oh, no, with the bumper guards. No, yeah, oh, that's no, no, no. When I was a kid, I bowled a 237. I have never gotten close to that as an adult. But uh, even with the bumper rails up. You yeah. should do like a bowling Good Morning America and the two of you should face <laughs> off. Right. Or I, oh, Lisa, I like the sound of that. <laughs> no, that sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like South Park, actually. <laughs> that too. So From the Heart's name of Robin's book, Eight Rules to Live By. Um, she added an extra rule after uh, recovering, surviving cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked a little bit about the lessons she learned from that. But I want to go back and talk about the broader life lessons you talk about. Sure. Uh, in the book, because I think that these are actually in part what allowed you to be cancer, but also get to where you are today. Let's talk about success for a second. How, how do you define success, at least in your own eyes? In my own eyes, it's it's doing something that I wanted to do mm-hmm. on my terms. Um, I, I wanted to be involved in athletics, mm-hmm. and I thought that oh, at the time, the only way I could do it would to be a was a physical education teacher. And a coach. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming back from career day. Remember when you used to have career yes. day? And, oh, I yeah. came, and I came back and I said, you know, my mom was an educator. And I said, you know, I, I, you know I'm going to be a, a 
PE coach and a PE teacher and a coach. And she goes, no, you're not. That's, that's what you, that's the only thing you think you can do. No. And, and it really, really, it really wasn't what I wanted to do. I I did want to be a professional athlete or or a sports journalist. And so when you were a little girl, when I was little, uh, when, when I was little and, um, the fact that I, I went on to do it, that to me is success. Whether it's it's setting any goal whatsoever and actually obtaining it. And it has nothing to do with the the lifestyle that it that it can create, the the money or um right, right. any any of the any any of that. It has absolutely and I've I've said that from day one and I didn't even know what all it brought. All I knew is that that was going to make me happy. And to me, that's success. Wanting to be a sports journalist as a little girl, given the times when really it was just male professional sports being covered and women certainly weren't allowed no. access, it's kind of like your dad practicing to fly. Very Be- similar. Yeah, because he never would have dreamed that that was a possibility given his experience. And you are the same well, way, thank it you. looks like. Well, I, it's, very, it's, it's a little more difficult if you don't see someone like yourself doing what you want to do. And that's something when I go out and I talk with people and I said, I don't know. What, I'm not like I don't like to try and convince people to to follow what I did or to be a sports journalist or to be a news anchor. That's what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I simply tell them I have no idea what your dream is out there that I'm talking to right now. But I do know if you don't see someone like yourself, that you can still obtain it because that's my example to you. My example to you is that I didn't have anybody, mm-hmm. and I didn't moan and groan about it or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just it was just it was fine. It was just a, this. That's how it was. And I surrounded myself, and there are a lot of people that are sitting in this chair with me right now. My mother, my father, preachers, teachers, mm-hmm. so many people who helped me. And that's another thing that you have to, to realize. You are not, especially if it's a field or a profession where there's not many people who look like yourself, you're going to need a whole lot of help. And I am the first one to admit that I had a lot of people who saw something in me, believed in me, saw my heart, realized that when I was going to these smaller markets, I didn't really want to stay there, but I never treated them like a stepping stone. When I was there, I was there. When I was in Nashville, Tennessee, and I was the the news, the sports director for Ralph Emery, which was a country show, I had a, we had outhouse racing, and you would have thought I wanted to be the commissioner of outhouse racing in this world. What is, what is outhouse racing? You don't want to know, my friend. Oh my is it what it sounds like? It's what it sounds like. You just you put them in an outhouse, and you, and you, do, you, you race. We had paddleboat <laughs> racing and things like that, but you would have thought that that's exactly what I wanted to do at that moment. And that's uh and and so people when when they can when they can just see your sincerity yeah. and I wanted to improve every station where I was working I wanted to improve that station improve myself to be able to move on so many times people don't like what they're doing mm-hmm. and they want something else well if you don't do a good job where you are why in the world is someone going to help you exactly right why are they I mean, going to want to help you if you're, if you're not doing a good we're job we're having this debate right now <laughs> within our family <laughs> what's going on. I, I, uh, since uh, I, I think I'm doing a terrible job on the radio. No, 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 no. it's not that. <laughs> it's, it's actually not about Lisa's, but it's a kids' issue. You know, you, you not surprisingly, kids grow up in, a, in an environment where they're often rewarded for doing what they're supposed to do. Like you go to school every day, people congratulate you for going to school every day. When you go to the workforce, people don't congratulate you for showing up. Good point. Good they, point. You know, they, they, you got to deliver at a different level, and it gets frustrating when you don't get the accolades, you don't get the grades at the end of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's the odds are, st- are stacked against you if you need immediate gratification, so you have to look for it inside, Absolutely. which is in fact the only gratification you should be looking for to begin with. But we don't emphasize that. Uh, it's I mean, why would kids figure it out? That's part of your path in life to figure these kinds of things out. So that's why you got to read from the heart. Eight rules to live by. <laughs> but and I love when people and I, I everyone's rule is different. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I I ask people to to to, to see my rules and and uh, 
at the very end, I also encourage rip them up, and I want your rules. And that's what I was doing last year when I released the book. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed going around the country and hearing people hear what their rules are to live by, because right. we all have something, but they're, they're the core principles, mm. because it is so difficult out there right now for everyone. And if you don't know what your core principles are, mm-hmm. it makes it that much more difficult. And to be able to apply it um, to any kind of circumstance that you're facing, it just makes it a little bit easier. And you need all the help you can get right now. We're talking about success a fair amount, but I want to talk about failure as well, Please. because you do get into it uh, a little bit. And I think for a lot of folks, you know, we, we always see the successful, glamorous life. You know, Robin shows up on the show every morning with us. She looks so beautiful. So is everybody else at GMA and all the other people and all the television stations. They mm-hmm. all look so fantastic. Every one of those folks uh, in any, any walk of life, maybe priest, doctor, lawyer, uh, professional, parent you've ever met that's really been good at something, probably failed a lot along the way. And we, all, we, all, we don't tackle failure aggressively. Uh, Athletism teaches you that. Right? You, you, you fail in a game and you go back and embrace it and learn sure. from it and improve yourself because you haven't really failed till you're completely done. <laughs> exactly. You might lose that game. Doesn't mean you're going to lose right. the series or lose the championship. Mm-hmm. You lost that particular game or that point. How did you deal with failure when you were young? How did you make it part of your success? I remember, and it was through athletics, and I remember I didn't like losing a tennis match. I didn't <laughs> like losing to Hancock North Central. That was our big rival um, in basketball. Um, I didn't like it. Um, I understood it, but I didn't, I didn't care for it at all. And what I have learned, and I'm so glad you want to talk about this, because oftentimes young people see the end result. They don't mm-hmm. see how we actually got there. And I can remember so many times when I was first starting out, especially in, in this profession, and, and what I called... Uh, you send out resume tapes. Instead of sending out a resume, you send out a resume tape to try and get hired. Mm-hmm. And I swear, I just felt there was a big rubber stamp <laughs> with reject on it. Yeah. Bam! You know, yeah. like they, it barely, I barely sent the tapes out that they were coming back to me with, a, with in my mind, with a big reject right. uh, stamped on top of it. It's so important for people to know that the failure that we all have gone through, all of us who have quote-unquote succeeded, Mm -hmm. have gone through um, a failure at one time. And the trick for me has always been that I'm going to be frightened. And I realize that even successful people are frightened, but you work through it. And that's why I say take the shot even though your knees are shaking. And I learned that through. This is the the one example I learned when I was playing. uh, We were playing the big LSU. We're a little bitty school. We're playing big old LSU. And there was this one girl on the team, on the opposite team, point guard, who had this little swagger. And just like, you know, she was all that in a bag of chips. (laughs) And the game was toward the end. And we were actually keeping close with them. We We might upset LSU. And... I purposely fouled her because we needed to get the ball back. So mm-hmm. I purposely fouled her to bring it to the, the free throw line. And everyone's like going crazy, and, you know, yelling and stuff. And I remember her stepping up to the line and her teammate came up to kind of go, hey, you know, make these shots. And she freaked out. She said, get away from me. And I'm like, oh, you're not so tough. Right. Let's see when the chips are down here. Oh, let's see. You're a little, yeah. little shaky here. But I thought that she was a super successful point guard and she sure. never showed any fear. And But still, it just showed that we all are. We all are. But it's how we deal with it and push through it. And through for me, really playing sports helped me identify that, 
helped me see that and helped me also see that it's not a weakness. No, you got it is not a weakness. I, I remember very distinctly, uh, and this is still when I was playing college. I mean, uh, in high school, and um, it was we were sitting in the we used to wait in the wrestling room before we went out to the, into the out to the stadium. I'm sure that smelled really good. It, that's that's Oof. why I bring it up because it Oof. was just it was, it's, it was underground. And it smelled of mm. sweat and blood and tears. It just wasn't a good environment. He, and mold and bacteria. I list them now. Oh. Uh, and uh, in the, our coach came in. Coaches are great mentors. Absolutely. Uh, and he uh, came in and said, uh, you guys are nervous. As nervous as you are, think of how they feel. Because mm. we had a good team and it was home for us. And I never thought about it in that way. When you think about what your opponent's going through, it's just what you're going through. And so you can actually make your weakness their weakness. And I think you speak to that beautifully as you talk about uh, finding success uh, by by addressing those issues that, that hold you back. There's another thing you talk about a lot uh, in the book, Robin, and, and that's this issue of, of dreaming. Mm-hmm. So you say dream big, but focus. Amen. Focus small. Amen. Focus small. Yeah, I, I'm a big dreamer. You know, I, I choose to say I'm a more of someone who sets goals. Mm-hmm. I think goals are something you can write down and they're a little more tangible. Dreams are kind of like you're looking up in the stars and they're not <laughs> quite as, you know, you can't really feel that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. goals you can. But I do say dream big, focus small. And by that, I mean, what can you do today? I mean, if you ultimately want to get somewhere, mm-hmm. you're not going to be that whatever it is today. But what is that one thing you're going to do today that's going to ultimately get you there? And for me, I used to hate to make these cold calls because I just needed to get to a bigger TV station. Mm. I was in Biloxi, Mississippi, Mm -hmm. and uh, living happily ever after. (laughs) It was my hometown, you know, great, living home with mom and dad, having a little, you know, Maxima, I thought, you know, little curb feelers and everything, the CB, (laughs) you know, little CB. I was a brown sugar. Come back, brown sugar. Yeah, you know, double nickels and all that. I was was just, I was happy. Were you you brown sugar? I was brown sugar, Uh, baby, yeah. Brown sugar here. Yeah. You got any good Addy Smokies out there? Come back. Come back. So uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm making a good living. And I realized I really want to move on. And so I had to keep calling people. And it was the worst thing. It's the hardest thing to do to pick up and call, uh, at the time, Houston, Texas. That was my dream. Mm-hmm. So I would call a news director in Houston, Texas, who didn't know me from Adam's house, Cat, and would try and make some kind of conversation. It was the hardest thing I, I, it was just so, oh, I just, now just thinking about it, I go into sweats, thinking about making those, those cold calls. So, but it was something, but I, I, I would have this victory, even if the person didn't even take my call, yeah. I felt so much better because I made the call. I, you know, I said I was going to call this person. I did. And it was almost, didn't even matter what he said or she said on the other end. It was a fact that I did what I was going to say that day to get me closer to, to that ultimate goal. So there are all these little things we can do. Um, that are that are going to eventually get us, and I always feel like action. I, I, the, the 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 times I feel the worst are if I if they say I'm going to do something and there's something I want to achieve, and I'm paralyzed and I do absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, you're the Mehmet always says keep your feet moving no that's matter it. what. Just keep the feet moving. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, Kay Yao, who is a phenomenal uh, basketball coach who is battling serious breast cancer, mm. and she talks about shuffling her feet. She said all you got to do is just keep your feet, and when she's having a bad day, and she's just like. Move your feet. Just shuffle your feet. Shuffle your feet. Keep moving. Yeah, like Zoe. You know, our third our third daughter's uh, uh, came home from school one day. She when she was about five years old, and she wanted to get her pants off immediately. And she, so Lisa said, "What are you doing?" She said, "My teacher said I had bugs in my pants." <laughs> every, every report card I ever got as a child said I had ants in my pants. Yeah, all yeah. of them until I was in high school. Yes. But you do it metaphorically. If, yeah. you've, if you come to an obstacle, you just keep moving. Don't don't let that make 
stop you in your tracks. Just find out what Mehmet never has one of his other favorite sayings is never take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. So he just doesn't hear no. So he goes and asks the question another way. <laughs> That's him. But that's he, him. That al- is. always forward motion. And if it, you have to take a little detour, go around Absolutely. and just keep moving forward. And that's the thing. I mean, if you talk to all the people at that, that I, I'm blessed to work with, mm-hmm. Diane Sawyer, Chris Cuomo, yeah. and Sam Champion at yeah. Good Morning America, all different paths to where we are. Yeah. You know, we're still basically all doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but boy, did we all take different paths to be there. And so I'm very keen on having people. I love, I just love to read how people did different things. Isn't it cool? But yeah, yeah, it's cool. The coolest thing. And, and success leaves clues. Oh, this is what they do. Oh, and I would try and, and model uh, some of the things that people did. But you have to personalize it. What's going to work for you? What worked for Diane? What worked for Chris? What worked for Sam? Wouldn't necessarily work for me to be to be where I am. I love that success leaves clues. It does. It's in the book. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Don't have to rewrite it again. That that one's in there. There's lots more where that came from, but first, a quick break. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. When I look at you on television and in in person, but especially on television, I don't even see race. It doesn't come. I can tell you're a female. Right, right. That's a plus for you, by the way. But but, but the race thing sort of drops off. Oprah's like that a lot. I think a lot of folks have transcended race. It's not an an issue, but um, it is definitely an issue for a lot of folks trying to change their lives for the better uh, if they don't see role models. Uh, and part of the reason I don't see race is because I'm white. And if I was black, I might notice it more because there'd be a reason for me to pay attention to it because I might sense things happening to me that are real. Uh, and m- most of the folks that I've spoken to, I hear this more from black men than black women. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because they talk to me more uh, openly about this. Uh, but they, oh, there's a, definitely a sense that um, there are challenges placed in front of them that don't exist for a white guy, even a white guy whose parents were immigrants and who has a weird name. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm, I'm curious if you just sort of break it down. Where are the places we ought to be putting more emphasis to getting folks trained so, so they're out there as role models? In, in positions of authority and power, uh, in the front office, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, we, we need to, to see more diversity there. 
And I know exactly what you're saying about not seeing color. I Me, mean, my father, being in the Air Force, we're always the only black family. My, my, my dad and mom never, it was all about ability. I remember mm-hmm. the one time I complained about, oh, I didn't get it because I was a black woman. And they said, well, maybe you didn't get it because you're not good enough. Do you think about that? <laughs> it's like, ouch! <laughs> but it, and that was the only time. It was like right out of college. And they're like, yeah. you know, you're young. You Maybe you haven't done the work yet. And they're like, we never want you to ever use that as an excuse. Look to yourself for your strengths and weaknesses, not others. But I do, I, I, I was always taken aback when people would be kind of like, oh, wow, Robin, look what you're doing, and it would inspire them. Until it was, it was, I was in my early 30s. I had a health issue at the time. I went to see a doctor in Boston mm-hmm. and because uh, I had some lip nodes that were swollen and was mm-hmm. going to have to have them removed and just kind of examined and everything was mm-hmm. was fine. But I went to this big fancy you know, hospital in Boston, didn't know the doctor, was the doctor that was recommended. And I'm waiting in the, in the, in the room. The doctor walks in, mm-hmm. true story. It's a black woman. You're stunned. And I, I finally got it. Cause I will almost start crying because I just was so proud. I had never met her, yeah. but I looked at her picture uh, when we went to her office and here you saw her and she graduated like from, you know, some Ivy league school, mm. the only black woman in a sea of white faces. Yeah. And she was just, you know, this one black face that was there. <laughs> and and I said, I finally get what people, what they mean when they see somebody that looks like themselves that you don't, and, and you weren't, I wasn't expecting a black woman to come walking in the door, tell you the truth. And I was like, okay. Then I cut people slack when they would, would, would say something about what I, what I was doing in television. Because to me, it's not a big deal. To me, it's just I set a goal for myself. Mm-hmm. To me, the true trailblazers are my mother and father, those who really, really went out on a limb and truly blazed a trail that was not there. The least I could do was, was follow what I wanted to. But it's very, very important, very important for young people of all colors, all shapes and sizes to see someone that looks like themselves in positions of authority on television, in movies, in positive roles. Right. I mean, I, I you know, yeah, I remember, I mean, of course, get Christy Love. That's when I said, I'm going to get you, sucker. I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, you know, I really don't want to be Christy Love. Yeah, I don't know I want to say, I'm going to get you, sucker. Um, no, that doesn't, that doesn't do a lot for me. In positive roles. Yeah, in, operative, operative yeah, in, yeah in, in positive roles. Um, it just, it just, it just, uh, it just makes for, I think that we would not have some of the conflicts that we're seeing worldwide mm-hmm. that we have uh, in recent years. Um, we all have more in common than not. And we have to find those things that, uh, that, that make us, that, that bring us together. I remember doing when I was at SportsCenter uh, at ESPN, had a show in the sports light, and I had Rush Limbaugh and Spike Lee on the same show. Oh, my goodness. I love your eyes, Lisa, right now. Because <laughs> they had this calm, they love sports. Yeah. And so I was able to find something that brought them together. And my point was being, was being, you know, we can all find something that brings us together. I thought you were doing a celebrity death match or something <laughs> right, like right. that. Back at South Park. Jeez. It all makes sense. Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm speaking now to the guys who create South Park. Yeah, yeah, Robin Roberts on there. <laughs> there you go. Bring it. Bring it. Um, Actually, there's one with Al Sharpton now, isn't there? And oh, I don't know. Park I'm sure. Yeah. No, there's, there, I'm there, sure. There are a couple like that, but the Sports Center does a great job. By the way, we featured some of their shows. Did did one with uh, ESPN on a transplant story uh, recently. The mascot of the North Carolina basketball team was killed in a freak accident in East Rutherford. Right. Yeah, outside, anyway, he was up here for the for the for the NCAA oh, I tournament. That. Was walking uh, across uh, the street. street. Right. Right. Hit by a car. Donated his or- his parents donated his organs because he'd expressed the desire for that to happen. And uh, he saved over, well, he affected 50 lives. 
we had a, about a dozen people whose lives he had saved that right. were involved in the show, but it was all done by uh, Sports Center. And I bring this up again because you know, the guys at ESPN do a very good job at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about some of the things you did that that made you really uncomfortable, but helped you grow. I did not want to uh, to leave the world of sports. I I I left kicking and screaming. I have <laughs> one, I have the best job sitting next to Di- sitting next to Diane Sawyer every morning. The yeah. best job, yeah. bar none. And I didn't want it. I didn't because I I wasn't comfortable. I was like, oh, but I'm. I've always said sports. I've always been. This is this is not this is not comfortable for me. I'm going to stay right here. What yeah. made you move? What made me move? Because Lisa, I finally figured out that I was limiting myself. I finally figured out that I was scared. I was scared. I was absolutely. And when I and when I realized, I like, well, what am I afraid of? That I can't do the job? No, I know I can. I'm afraid of what other people will say. Like, oh, look at her. Now, she should be grateful. Here she is working at ESPN. She's got a great... Oh, look, she wants to get greedy and go over there. Good more. Oh, look at that, Martha. Look at her. And I'm like, why do I care what somebody else is, is thinking? Um, and then I realized that's what I was afraid of. I wasn't afraid that I couldn't do the job. I was afraid of what other people would say and think. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that because... Uh, I, I, I frequently feel that I feel that personally because people are saying, my, my brother, why is he, why is, what's he doing? <laughs> I mean, uh, how much time are you actually in the operating room anyway? Uh, but I, I know that's true for a lot of folks. And you find yourself subconsciously wishing people would fail sometimes because you don't feel that they should be out there doing I this know. stuff. Until you begin to feel the, 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 the energy they have. It, t- it takes a brave person to take a chance of the nature you took. I mean, come on, that's it is a big deal because you know if you leave at the safety of the nest uh, at Sports Center and go into Good Morning America, where who knows what's going to happen? What if you fail there? Can you go I know, back? Can I go back? I think of single moms. I think of single moms who you know they have a good job, but they know if they could further education and it's going to be very difficult to do that and they've never really felt that they're that smart or whatnot and it's very difficult for them to go all right i'm going to leave what i know for something i don't know because i know it's going to make a better life for myself and my family you know we've all had those times that was just we just want to stay right where we are and we don't want to do anything else and um I'm, I'm, I I look back and I think, boy, had I, had I stayed at ESPN, I mean, it would have been great, but I never would have been able to have the impact I have had this past year with my mess, my message of, of breast cancer and, and awareness and all the, all the work that I've been able to do this past year, never would have done that. Never would have been in, in, in my hometown and uh, after Hurricane Katrina exactly to right. be able to, to lend help to uh, all those that are devastated. Let me give you sort of the, 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 the big question I have for the end of the show. Uh, I was in Switzerland a couple of years ago, and, I, and there's a wonderful lecture. Uh, a guy was talking about career development. He said, if you draw a curve, that's, you know, sort of up, uh, you know, it's like, like a sign curve. I don't know how you describe that. Like a mountain. Draw a mountain. Okay. And most people try to change careers when they reach the very tip of the mountain, the, t- the peak. Because it's the highest you're going to get in your old job, and that's when you should jump off to the new job. And he said, that's a mistake. Because when you get to the peak of where you are, You've, you've already stopped accelerating. You're no longer progressing. You've lost momentum. Mm-hmm. you lost momentum. Mm-hmm. So your trajectory is actually horizontal. It's parallel to the ground. It's not to go higher. It's just to keep at the peak. Right. Whereas if you switch as you're accelerating up the mountain, up the slope, mm-hmm. you'll actually keep going skyward if you switch, switch to the right job. You could also crash, but if you switch to the right job. So you're young, enthusiastic, beautiful, talented. What's next? Well, what do you do? What's what's happening for you twenty years down the future? Well, I do feel like I'm still on the 
on the upcline. I, I don't feel like by any, I, I feel like, to use a sports analogy, my friend, I'm rounding first base. I got <laughs> okay, a good, good head of steam to second. Right. First quarter. I know, so. yeah, really. I just really <laughs> feel. Um, and what I love is that when I graduated from college mm-hmm. and, and someone said what I was going to do and I, I said something, it wasn't nearly as, as grand as what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I, I always seem to, whatever I say, uh, the good Lord has something much more in store for me than I can even hope and dream for myself. I didn't realize that I would be working at ESPN when I was there. I didn't think I'd be at Good Morning America. I didn't think I'd have this past year, which has been a blessing in many ways. Very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. And you know firsthand uh, the difficulty of that. But I never would have known the, the blessing of it. I, 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 I know I'm going to be around people. I know that I'm going to want to make have an impact. Uh, what form that's in. You're going to run for president. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can roll it all exactly. into one. Yes. You know what? All these, all these changes can yeah. be in one. Yeah. You can keep that, Lisa. You can, no. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? And I, I and one thing that I've learned this past year is to really accept and embrace now. And I love being here with Mehmet and Lisa right now. Aram, thank you very much. Well, that was a good closer. I didn't, Beautiful. ooh, that wasn't even very a prompter. Nice that wasn't even a prompter. <laughs> Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.